At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hmm? Ah! Huh. Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we're covering the ninth episode of season one called Echoes. And I can't believe it's already the end. Man, it really flew by for me. Yeah, the penultimate episode. Here we are. Ten, um, yeah, it's almost ten. We're almost ten weeks. I know. It feels like we just got yeah. started on this. <laughs> <laughs> See, it goes by faster than what you think, even though you're you're having to wait and watch it week by week. Yeah. Yeah. West, and of course, Westworld's we're feeling having fun, slower. So yeah. This does one, it? Yeah. I don't know. It feels faster, maybe in part it has something to do with like knowing that they're all maybe, out there. I don't know. Maybe it's the content. The content is, I think, slightly more deeper with Westworld. <laughs> <maybe>. Yeah. <laughs> this is more fun. Locking keys more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Westworld's pretty fun, though. It's fun, but I think locking key in comparisons maybe a little bit lighter. Even though there's some darkness and magic and things, it's a little bit lighter material, yeah. maybe. Yeah, the yeah. West Westworld's like about the nature of free will and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> pretty deep, deep stuff. I still haven't watched this week's episode. I'm really embarrassed. It was a good one. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I heard, well, I heard it was, and I already know what happens because I did the news, <laughs> so I get spoiled myself, right. pretty much, but it, the, the, even though you get, like, if I ever get spoiled doing stuff like that, the the fun is still in the watching and the journey yeah, for me. I absolutely. still am entertained, so it's still, still just a beautifully written, beautifully acted um, and it's so pretty to look at. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's like a, a pleasure. Cause you know, a lot of people are focused on plot over anything else. And if an episode of a TV show doesn't move the plot forward, then they get mad and say it's filler. And I kind of, I get that to an extent, but also to me, a show is kind of like a song. Like if you, if someone described a song to you, Hey, I heard this really great song. It had violins and here's the lyrics. And then it's not you didn't hear the song you have to actually listen to it and experience it and then you have an experience and so when a show is really good it operates on an artistic level with the visuals and just the emotional beats and the style and the fun and the comedy or whatever it is you know it just if it moves you it, because of the art of it then I, I don't give a shit if the plot is <laughs> advanced if, right. if I just had a great experience you know Yes, mm -hmm. and Westworld is definitely an experience. Mm -hmm. So even though I know it happened in that, well, and like I said, I, I only know what I read as far as news, though so I haven't actually gotten into the details. So, but I, I still feel like it's so worth the experience to to watch yeah. and just yeah, see it's it like, all play it's out. It's like you heard the lyrics of a song, but you haven't heard the song yet. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so worth the experience. Westworld is definitely worth the ride, and I'm definitely get, getting into season three more than two, 
just you know because we don't have all the I won't say too much because some folks may not have watched it. Yeah. But just, there was a lot going on. Season two was, was hard confusing. to figure out what was happening when <laughs> and why. But I I suspect that in season three, we're going to find something out that makes us go, oh, I wasn't watching what I thought I was watching. I don't know for sure, but I just have, I'm starting to have that feeling. Mm. Then we're going to have to go back and watch it again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, we, I don't know how we get so off topic when we start talking. We, we talk about every other show besides this one. <laughs> we, get started, we didn't talk about so. Bake Off this time. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> It'll probably come up. Um, eventually, it always does. I love that damn show. They had a special going on. I saw I saw them tweeting it. There was some kind of Bake Off special, Stand Up for Cancer mm. special that they were airing or something. With I was all like, like, dang the superstars. it, what? I didn't recognize any of the bakers, mm. so I don't know who they were. Um, I didn't have enough time to look it up, but I was like, I don't know who these people are, but I'm excited because like all the, um, you know, the same judges and hosts were there, but they only had like four bakers, and I'm not really sure. But it, it only aired in Britain. It was on like like Channel Four, whatever channel it airs in the UK that we don't have. So I was really bummed. I was like, oh, what's going on? They were like live tweeting it and stuff, and I was really bummed out. I was missing out. Tell Bake Off. Tell, yeah, we got to torrent that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you send me that when you get it. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk now about Lock and Key. What did you, what are your general thoughts? I thought it was goes? great. It, you know, we got a lot of answers. That's a lot of what this was about giving mm-hmm. us answers in a in an exciting way and a fun way and setting up the final confrontation and so i thought it was great mhm agreed i was really happy with some of the answers part um so yeah i even have some stuff in here i'm not going to get into it right now cuz we'll talk about it later in my notes um things you were right about so you should be excited oh, yeah. about that. That's a good one. Yeah, I thought I thought Jason will like this little plug. Things that he was yeah. that he predicted or was use right some about. Of that give after you, my I know. Walking Dead experience. <laughs> That's why I thought about. I was like, I'm going to give Jason a little boost. He's had a bit of a bummer <laughs> because he's well, a couple been, of people like, have been writing and being on my side lately. So that that's been nice. <laughs> good. I'm glad you've got some some folks rooting for you. I thought I'd give you a little boost this week. Thank you. Um, things that you were right about. So with that being said, because I'm I'm really really excited to talk about this week's episode um i would love to hear your number five okay it's kind of a a big one but i thought since we got all these answers and you know they've been throwing little bits and pieces at us but we don't have the context so we don't really know what's going on like why was ellie at key house breaking in and then pretending she was looking for rufus's doll and stuff like that so i thought Mm -hmm. i would just say a timeline of things that happened to kind of straighten it all out oh good so rendell and his friends on graduation night they have this sleep sleepover and they decide to go down to the sea cave and uh we know that they've already had these keys and that before this night they've only brought them good things these magic keys and so they go down to the sea cave and he's just been obsessed with opening this black door who knows why they hadn't done it until then but they open it and then these like bright blue lights shoot out like bullets and one of them goes into lucas and they decide to close the door so they get it closed and then they go back home to a key house and there's a sleepover and Lucas in the middle of the night is trying to get the Omega key from Mark and he gets really violent and ends up throwing Kim or 
which one did he throw to the floor? Jeff or Kim? One of them. And then Kim. Kim. Yeah. The, then yeah, he snaps Jeff's, Jeff's neck. Mm-hmm. And then he threatens, I think, Aaron, who's Rendell's girlfriend, your turn. And so Rendell starts beating him to death with some kind of weapon. And uh, then, and that's what we saw in Duncan's memory. So now we know why that happens. And then yep. they, they take the uh, bodies of Lucas, Jeff, and Kim and throw them off the cliff into the ocean. And then that's when they made up the whole story of them drowning. And then they divide up the keys and they make a pact to protect them and never use them. And maybe that tear was like a teardrop scar that we saw on each one of them. Maybe that was a symbol of that pact. Yeah, I bet it was. We didn't see him actually do it, but no. that's what Ellie said. Yeah. That they did it in honor of. Uh-huh. Then, uh, so r- they divide up the keys. Rendell took the Omega and Anywhere key. And we know Rendell ended up storing that in his head. Aaron took the head key. I guess that makes sense because they were boyfriend and girlfriend. So if she had the head key, then maybe she helped him. Although if mm-hmm. they promised not to use the keys anymore and then he immediately used the head key to store the Omega key. Oh, well, I guess that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> Mark took the matchstick key. Ellie took the identity and, and this new echo key and Mark hid the rest of the keys in the house. And, you know, I meant to go back and look, but there was a scene where one of them had a bunch of keys in their hands. Did you look at that and see if there were any ones that we hadn't seen? I wasn't able to tell. I tried mm. to, uh, and I should have maybe tried to do like a still shot or something yeah, of it, but thinking. there seemed like there were a lot more keys and, and, and darn it, I should have the list in front of me of like the ones that we know yeah. of already. So and I don't be able have to count it. Them up. But uh, I, I yeah. suspect maybe there were a few more in there that we hadn't seen before. Um, so, I think so. so Mark, uh, hid those in the house and I guess he was the most trustworthy. So he was the only one who knew where they were. And we see later that he has maps of where he hid them. So now we know why these keys are in these weird places around the house. It's a little silly that he would hide it like in a sewing machine. Like what if somebody wanted to use the sewing machine, but still that's, that's, right. that's why. So then, uh, Duncan saw, we know Duncan saw Rendell killing, Lucas and Ellie says we had no choice we had to remove his memories and I'm like did you really have no choice like what about just telling him what happened because everybody else knows what happened (laughs) you know but anyway that's that's what happened that's why Duncan and why did they have to take out so many memories <laughs> I I had the same question. I'm like, why didn't they just take just out the take out one memory? One. Pluck okay. out that one memory of his older brother killing someone, and that would seem sufficient. That those were a lot of memories. It seemed like they took out almost all the memories that had anything to do with Rendell and his friends, so that he doesn't even re- almost remember them at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. And yeah. so then, uh, at some point after that, Rendell moves across country to Seattle. I think Seattle and uh, mm-hmm. he, all of that stuff with the keys and Lucas left to bat his friends dying. Just, I don't want to deal with this anymore. He moved across country and eventually met Nina and had kids and was a guidance counselor. Um, a year before the series where we are in the series, Ellie, who was Lucas's girlfriend is missing him so much that she decides to use this new key that we learned about the echo key to bring him back so she goes to the well house and opens it and calls for lucas and he appears but it's pretty clear that he's demon possessed luke although she doesn't know this yet he's trying to pretend that he's himself but he just like 
wants the anywhere get get the anywhere key from Rendell. And I guess uh, she wasn't able to get that from him. We don't really see, but we know it was in Kinsey's. Was that the one that was in Kinsey's bracelet? No, that was the mirror key, huh? No, or the anywhere key was in Kinsey's is bracelet. what was in Kinsey's bracelet. Yeah, yeah. So, that's how Rendell hid that one. Right. So I guess, uh, yeah, she's she either doesn't try or is not able to get it. But this whole thing explains why at one point later, Ellie, sh- Ellie we saw her go to the well house and call out for Lucas. It was like, mm-hmm. why did that happen? That's because that's where he was trapped. Um, and then at some point, uh, well... Back in Seattle, uh, Rendell's the guidance counselor. One of the students, Sam, is troubled. Rendell tells his son, Tyler, to befriend him. And then when he's in the office, in Rendell's office, Rendell has to leave. Dodge starts talking to Sam through the picture. Oh, yeah, we also know that Ellie had the identity key, and she gave it to, I forgot to mention that, gave it to Lucas Cause he's like, do you have any other keys? And she goes just this one and gives him the identity key. So now we know why he can change into, well, we already kind of figured that out, but why he can change into a woman. And, uh, he talks to Sam and convinces Sam that, she, well, I'll say she, she's the only one who thinks Sam is special and, you know, he should, um, sort of help her out. And then, uh, cl- at the beginning of the series, Ellie finds out from someone that Rendell was murdered by Sam. Oh yeah. I forgot. So Sam goes to Rendell's house with a gun, trying to get information about the keys. Cause we presume that Dodge convinced him to do that. And, uh, then Ellie finds out, or then Sam Myrtle murders Rendell and gets knocked out by Nina and goes to jail. Then Ellie finds out that Rendell was murdered by Sam calls Mark. And so this is the call that we saw at the very beginning of the series with mm-hmm. Mark and he, he killed himself. And we know, we now know that he did that. So no one could get inside his head and find the keys, which seems a little bit extreme based on what they know. But, um, Maybe, you know, because Lucas, they think, is dead, but maybe it's just demons freaked him out so much that they thought, and they saw more blue lights, so they think more could be out there, or that Lucas maybe is not really dead. So the locks move to um, Matheson, back to Matheson to make a fresh start, and also for Nina to investigate Rendell's murder, and Bodie starts finding all the keys, and then he encounters Dodge in the well house who convinces him to give her the anywhere key. And so now she can finally roam freely. And then Dodge as Lucas goes to Ellie's house, which we saw in this episode and said, he's going to need her help. And, uh, Ellie uses Rufus's key to get into key house so she can get the crown of shadows for Lucas. So now we know why she broke in because Lucas said he wanted that. And that's when Nina Mm -hmm. caught her and said, don't just come in my house. Um, and then I think other times when Ellie, we've noticed she's kind of looking around and distracted when she's over there. I, I bet you she's looking for the key that goes to, with the crown of shadows. Yeah. It, it's starting to make sense. A, a lot of her actions yeah. and how she was acting so strange. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she went over there to get the crown and then Lucas is like, it's no good. And it's just like a goth crown or whatever without the key. So I think she's looking for that, the shadow key. Then, um, back at 
Ellie's after they get the crown or after she brings back the crown of shadows, um, Dean Ridgway comes over. I can't remember why he would be going over there, but anyway, he just happens to look through the front door or the screen and sees Lucas who he's freaking out because he remembers Lucas being his student decades ago. And so that's when he called Nina to let her know he saw something strange. And then Ellie and Lucas go over to his house to she thinks to get rid of his phone so they can get rid of the evidence, the picture he took, but then Lucas kills him and I, he says he, you're a talker. So we presume Lucas doesn't want the Dean telling anyone about him, but it might just be because he's sadistic. Who knows? <clears throat> I think it's because of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, you know, after that is pretty much the events of the series that, you know, we know and that they're, aren't really any secrets about I don't think so I think that's a probably a good place to end the timeline you did your homework (laughs) I'm just trying to keep it all straight you know because it's all presented out of order yeah yeah that was really good thanks and helpful um yeah that's actually a, a lot of what's in my number five is just we finally get some of these questions that were answered and I know that you've talked about that um, in multiple episodes, as we've discussed, is you know we have all of these questions, but you you were holding out faith that we were going to be getting some answers, and we got a lot mm-hmm. this episode. So that was really cool. So we did find out if you know was it Ellie that killed Joe? No, um, and then why? You know, so why why was he killed? And now we know why. Um, we know what he found. Um, why he called Nina and what it was that he was going to show her. Um, we know why Ellie called Lucas's name down the well um, mm-hmm. several episodes ago. Um, why Duncan had the memory of Rendell uh, killing Lucas um, and what that was about. And we kind of questioned it like, well, was it really Lucas? Because, you know, now we're aware of what this, you know, yeah. this identity key. Could it have really, you know, could it, was it really Rendell? Was it really Lucas? You know, but now we kind of find out um, at least the context behind that memory. Yeah, he was, um, possess- Lucas was possessed by a demon and had just killed two of Rendell's friends. Right. Um, and then now, and then we found out why the memories were buried and who buried them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was confused with you as well, though. Like, why so many memories? Why? Why did they? Because it looked like a lot, and we didn't see all of them. But at least the ones that we saw looked like they did pertain to Rendell and his friends. So I don't know if it, they just wanted to kind of eliminate. So you know, Duncan's not questioning not just the memory of seeing Rendell kill Lucas, but maybe questioning um, anything to do with his friends at all. So that, that way he, he's just not ever asking those questions like, well, what happened to your friends and why, why this or why that? So they just kind of plucked them all out. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm, I'm really stretching. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to make it I make just sense. Think and, they could have just told him, you know, because um, uh, they're all, they're not that much older. And no, they all maybe they just didn't want him to be burdened with it. Maybe yeah. there's know. a story. Uh, it's called Identity Crisis in DC Comics. It was written by this, uh, I think, mystery or crime writer. I forget Brian something. Anyway, it was about Batman finds out that they took out some memory of his, and it's a big deal. Like he's. Or maybe Batman did it to somebody else. God, I obviously don't remember this very well. <laughs> you anyway, to go reread it. <laughs> it's, but I just remember it was a big deal that someone took one of the heroes took somebody else's memories. Interesting. <laughs> like uh, it's invasive. Did they have a magic key? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It seems really invasive that, I mean, I don't know, to do that without someone's consent. I'm wondering if that'll come back up later. You know, if, if somehow he'll get those memories back, if they'll yeah. get them back to him or, you know, I don't know. It seems, you know, like they're trying to do the right thing by protecting him. Um, but at the same time, it's it's I don't know. I have issues with like consent going in there and doing it without someone knowing that you're doing it. Um, so then there were a few that m- like maybe were answered or we kind of find a little bit more or maybe we need to know a little bit more and that was um why can ellie see or remember the magic when she's not a kid anymore and when she answered she just said they found a way so yeah and i'm like ellie i thought you were done being evasive just i know what kind of an answer is that how are you able to remember oh we found a way so anyway i'm like fuck you (laughs) i know come on we're we're, she's laying it all out she's you know using the head key on herself you know you're you're already exposing yourself and being vulnerable and and finally coming clean friggin tell that already but i feel like they're probably gonna wait until season two yeah so like you know um sometimes Okay, what bothers me the most is when people when shows bring up mysteries and there's not really a good answer, but they just want to be mysterious. I hate that the most. Second, what bugs me is when they bring up mysteries that shouldn't necessarily be a mystery, but they're doing it just to keep it mysterious. And I I can forgive that, you know, as long as there's an answer coming. But sometimes it can be a little. a little annoying and that's what this is like she she knows the answer but not telling us just to keep us wanting to know you know there's no good reason for her not to tell well, maybe there's a reason but i guess we won't know for sure if there was a reason for her not to tell until we find out what it was but it doesn't seem like it and then the best kind of mystery to me is the one that we just wouldn't know if we're if you know I, typically there's a point of view character like when uh, nina went over to uh, the Dean's house and found him wrapped in plastic. She doesn't know what happened. So we don't know. So then we get to find out later, you know, so that makes, mm-hmm. uh, that's my favorite kind of mystery when it would be a mystery for the characters in the show too. So that's why we don't know. And then we get to find out later. Right. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. So yeah, that, that was frustrating. I thought, Oh my gosh, you know, you're, you're finally kind of, you know, putting all this out there and admitting your part in it and, and what really happened and even going so far as allowing them in your head to, to view these memories. And then that's all you're going to give us. Oh, well, we found a way. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was really frustrating. Um, then like an unanswered question that I still have, um, and it's, I don't even know that anyone else is even still thinking about it, but that was, you know, if, if Sam is still a ghost, um, and mm. if anything has happened to him, I know we haven't seen him since uh, he, he did, I get, well, I'm, I'm going to say died, like in quotes. I mean, he had been stabbed and then went through the ghost door and became a ghost and not getting back to his body. His body's considered dead. Um, and it, it showed him like how he was disappearing above, um, how he was kind of hovering over Key House there at the end of the episode. And he seemed to just kind of slowly fade away. So I don't know if um, that's if that's the final thing or will we find out any more um, about that um, or are we just to assume that he's really dead? So I don't know. I feel like that's one thing that's still there. I think there's still, I mean, clearly more to come in the next episode um, as far as some other questions, but those were like some of the, I think big ones. So we got a lot of answers um, mm-hmm. 
this week I was pretty excited. I was like, oh, check all these off the list, you know, getting mm-hmm. some satisfaction there. Yeah, especially like, like we thought, oh, I guess this is going to go in the thing where I was right. But we thought e- echoes <laughs> might <laughs> mean that there's going to be some flashbacks. So we kind of got that. Right. <laughs> yep. That was really good number five that you had. I love that timeline. Um, I just print that out and send it to me so I can keep <laughs> it all straight now. Um, keep me straight over here. So... That, and that was all that I had for my number five was just all the um, questions that we got answered and how I was pretty excited uh, for some of that. So what's your number four? I'll go with some questions that I had. Um, some of these are more like complaints, but um, there's also some open questions like and some of it, maybe I'm just not understanding. Maybe you can help me. But Detective Daniel, I thought he originally said that when Joe died, that there were no fingerprints at his place except for Joe's and Nina's. So yeah. I'm like, what about Ellie? She was right in there. And Lucas, maybe Ellie didn't touch anything. I mean, she grabbed his phone, which I don't know if she kept. Um, she grabbed that hall door that Lucas went through when he used the anywhere key. She... She grabbed. Him she opened and it. Grabbed yeah, the doorknob. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, maybe the those cops are just really inept. I don't know, <laughs> but it's weird because they made a point to say that about the fingerprint. So they should have really, if they were detail oriented, not had her touch anything. And then Lucas. I mean, you, maybe demons, demon echoes don't have fingerprints. I don't know. Or they should have just not mentioned the fingerprints. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of a general one, but. I keep wondering if and when this the music box key is going to come back in because this isn't even in the comics. They introduced it for the show and it was it was a good storyline when it was first introduced. But now it's just been forgotten. And I especially thought with Sam coming attacking them and breaking into their house last time uh, they they could have used it then. So I'm just wondering if that's going to come back into it, you know, and be used. I don't know. Yeah, (sighs) you would think so. Um I'm not sure why Lucas is just now thinking about digging through Rendell's ashes to get the Omega key, seeing as how getting that door open seems to be his ultimate goal. So that seemed a little weird. Like he, he's trying to get the crown of shadows. Maybe he needs that first for some reason, but he just now in current timeline asked Ellie. So where was Rendell buried? And I want to dig his, you know, dig that key out of those ashes. I was, yeah, and I don't know, and maybe I'm not connecting the dots, or maybe it's more obvious to maybe to you and to others than what it is to me. Why did he need the crown of shadows if all he, if his ultimate goal is to get to the black door mm-hmm. and he needs the omega key? So, right, what's the purpose of the crown of shadows? Maybe I don't understand that. That's a good question. You know, I just realized we we saw he um he didn't know where the omega key was, and he had to get the information out of. Aaron so he just was able to find that out now I just answered my own question of why he's waited so long to um, go for the Omega key because he didn't know where it was until he got used the head key on Aaron but yeah that's a good question about the crown of shadows I mean it seems like that was a really uh, that was a really ominous ending when he puts it on and says hello darkness my own my old friend and you see these shadows rising up so I mean it wouldn't hurt to have it if you need to have some muscle behind you, but I don't know if it was essential or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, maybe, maybe it'll come into play in the next episode. I'm it's, sure it will. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. we'll see why he 
yeah, I mean, maybe he thought the shadows could help him find the Omega key or something when he was originally looking for it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Dodge, we find out, was Ellie's nickname for Lucas because he was on the fencing team. Uh, this is just a little thing, so I think it's okay to ask it here. But do you know if that was in the comic? No, I don't remember that. But if it's there, it's not to one that I've come up up on yet. Okay. Up on yet. So yeah, I didn't remember if if they made that up for the show or not. Uh, I was w- kind of wondering why Lucas left the keys under the floorboards. It seems like he should keep those on him. You know, no reason not to keep yeah, it with you. Yeah, that was a little frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just doesn't want to carry a purse or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, You know, Bodie, uh, he's like, I remember seeing that somewhere, the Crown of Shadows symbol, and then he remembers that he sees that it's on this key ring but i can't remember when that key ring got introduced we have seen it before right do you remember no i was really confused about that part too Mm. when bodhi's like oh hey i think i've seen that before the key ring and i'm like what key ring um listeners let us know if we're forgetting because i feel like it was in the show but i don't remember when i mean it could be possible when um in the first episode when Duncan hands keys over to uh, Nina, like, Oh, Hey, uh, you know, key house is yours. Oh yeah. I bet you that's and, it. And, yeah. But I mean, it, it didn't, I don't remember that it was like a big deal. Like mm-hmm. there was, cause there's some, some things I feel like they really point out, like they'll focus on a key or they'll focus on something kind of specific. And you're kind of like, Oh, they're doing that on purpose. But I don't remember they might have that been, standing uh, out in my head. A long time they, ago. They might have. I mean, he. If you he binge did, it like everyone else, then you remember. Maybe <laughs> it's it's yeah it's it's been a while because that was I remember that that being in the first episode and I do remember him dangling some keys or something and maybe they did kind of focus on them as he's kind of holding them out and before he puts them in her hand or something but I don't remember there being anything special other than just a key ring. I don't remember seeing any, um, you know, out of the ordinary keys like all the magical keys have been on on there at all and mm-hmm. i don't remember any other mention of keys other than the magical keys um as to why i'd be like oh the key ring and like what wait what <laughs> i'm supposed to remember that from episode one <laughs> then the last slept one since then the last one their their plan is to use the crown of shadows to force dodge back into the well house where he'll be trapped mm-hmm. and then ellie goes back to the house where she knows he might be to get the crown and takes the key with her even though she had planned to bring the crown back to key house leave the key there too that was so dumb it was just ridiculous i thought that was dumb. why did why did you bring why did she bring the key with her because they needed to have this him lucas get it back so he would be more powerful and it would be more dramatic but it was just so dumb there's been a few things like that in the show where it's like really yep. don't check the tide schedule come on <laughs> 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 Let that be a lesson to everyone. <laughs> yeah. So those are, I guess that was more like the things that a lot of things that didn't quite make sense. I mean, one of the big questions we have, which I don't, I bet you won't be answered this season. And that's okay with me now that we know there's more seasons. It's just where do these keys come from? Who made them? Why are they magic? Yeah. There's, there's more of that in the comics. And mm-hmm. I think, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We find out more about that. And I bet I think you'll that save it, though. You know? Yeah, I bet they will. And then I think there's going to be more to come um, in the new ones that 
that they're doing, mm-hmm. Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez are going to do. I think there's more um, kind of the, the past and the history mm-hmm. of... If I remember right, they already said why they're magic and who made them and why, though, in the, in the yeah. comics that already exist. Probably. I haven't I finished so. them. I, I decided, after you talked about it, um, I yeah. decided to go ahead and wait. I'll, cool. I'll wait until I'm done with uh, Lock and Key, this show, before I resume my comic reading. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll see how it compares. <laughs> okay, that's it for me. That's awesome. Um, well, number four, um, I'm going to switch just because you kind of mentioned it already in your number four. Um, so I'm going to swap mine and just, you mentioned something that, that bugged and it bugged me was, I think what I'm learning so far is that death investigations are a little lax in Matheson <laughs> and <laughs> when Rendell and his friends toss their friends in the water, claiming it's a drowning, um, I don't know. I I guess it could be believe, believable if they toss them in the water and then, you know, based on how rough the area looked to be and their bodies being bashed, I guess that would be enough for them not to question mm-hmm. however Lucas was bashed. I did, he didn't look to be too banged up. He did, and you could he had a little bit of blood on his t-shirt. Um They did mention so, I think Ellie mentioned something about saying they were smashed against the rocks, so I think the assumption was that the waves would push right. them up against the rocks, would batter them. Yeah. yeah so I yeah, guess yeah. that, I guess that would make sense, but um, you know, you can do, and maybe they're just taking it at face value, but I yeah. feel like if we're going to do a, a thorough investigation, you can look um, and do an autopsy and check for water in the lungs if people have drowned, there's water in their lungs. If they're in the water after they've dead, they have not inhaled any water. Um, yeah. So what? Yeah. What I would want to know because I know that we get sort of uh, a, a false picture of how thorough some of these things are by watching like CSI and stuff. Where I've always heard, you know, oh no, you don't do that kind of investigation unless you suspect that there's murder. But I don't know when they would decide that they suspect that, you know, three teenagers drowning. You might, maybe you would do it to see if one of them pushed the other one or something. I don't know. Maybe, but you know, if, and maybe if they don't do autopsies, maybe they don't do autopsies unless they don't know why a person died or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they can't reasonably explain it. But I just feel like in a lot of places and maybe because this is a small town and they have no reason to believe otherwise, like you said, they don't have any reason to believe that, what the kids said weren't true that they got caught in the caves and cause maybe it's happened before. Maybe they mm-hmm. said that they, Oh, these are called the drowning caves, you know, and maybe it's not just because of, you know, the, you know, the reputation of Rendell and his friends being caught down there and, and their three friends drowning in quotation marks. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe there's a, a longer history that other people have died there because they didn't download the, the app for the tide <laughs> <laughs> when the tide was coming. Um, Somebody should put a sign down so, there. Someone should put up a sign, you know, watch for the tide. Drowning man. caves. Here's Drowning the caves. Yeah. Here's Check this app. You know, exa- exactly. Download this app or scan here to download the app. I don't know. Do something. But um, so maybe maybe they wouldn't have any reason to not do that. But to me, I feel like even even if they know, oh, OK, these kids drown, they would still do like an autopsy or something 
you know, it, it, because it's like standard procedure, even if there isn't anything wrong. But like I said, maybe I'm just making assumptions there that, um, you know, some places would still do that, even if they've been given a reasonable assumption of, of or story of what's happened. Um, but it was enough to bug me a little bit anyway. Like it's, I'm too into true crime and <laughs> CSI and stuff. I guess it bugs me. Um, and then you mentioned the investigation when Joe died, you know, <laughs> There was a scuffle. I don't know if they picked up after after they propped him back up and made it look like a suicide. There was the fingerprints. Um, and then his missing phone. Why didn't they wonder about his cell phone? Like, if he committed suicide, then where the heck was his phone? Mm-hmm. Why wasn't it there in his house? They weren't questioning that. Like, oh, well, that's odd. If it's not in his car, it's not at his work, um, and it's not in his home. If it's not in one of those three places, like, you know, okay, if it's not at his house, maybe he could have left it at work or maybe he could have left it in his car. It's not of any of those places and it doesn't turn up. That's a little odd. And then why wouldn't that probe more questions and more of an investigation? I don't, I was trying to think if um, Ellie or Lucas had touched anything else. And I know that she touched the door. I don't remember if there was anything else specifically. Um, we didn't see whenever they got there or like before Joe walked in, but um I just thought, yeah, it just seems like they they weren't trying that hard, and maybe it's just small town cop thinking. They don't. Yeah, it seemed dumb to me. Yeah, I was just kind of bummed about that. I was like, come on, man. Um, but anyway, those were things that kind of bugged me about that, and that was um, that's my number four. Cool. Okay, my number three: more magic in keys. So the big one is the black door, which apparently has evil demons behind it. At least from what we can tell who might come out and possess you. Maybe that's what glowing light is. Yeah. So it's a good thing that Ellie finally got around to telling them her story before Tyler and Kinsey decided to go open it up see what was behind there. It's a good thing that Bodhi didn't know about that key. Because he would have been opening that door. Oh, man. That kid can't sit still on a key for nothing. Yeah. It's like, let's use it right now. We need to figure out how it works. Let's see what this does. Um, we've wondered why Rendell wanted to get away from Keyhouse so bad and has bad feelings about it. And now we know it's all about just that one night. Like Ellie even said, the keys only brought good things before that. So it's it could be about the disturbingness of that door and what's behind it. But, you know, also he saw his friend kill two of his friends and then he had to kill him and then they had to fit, you know, pretend that they drowned. So that's all of it. Like, I I think there's nothing else that we don't know about what happened mm-hmm. back then. Um, yeah. And then, but, hmm. and, and well, sorry, no, you're just saying that, Duncan kind of said the same thing, even though he's had his memories kind of plucked out. It's come up in conversation uh, with him and Nina when or maybe it was when he was talking to one of the kids, you know, like, well, how come you don't live here, Uncle Duncan or or, you know, and he would. Oh, and I don't remember his exact words, but he's like, you know, hey, it wasn't always so great growing mm. up here or something. So if he's had all these bad memories, maybe plucked out of his head. Um, and Rendell never talked to him about it. Duncan doesn't seem to remember, but he remembers it being bad. What was bad? That Yeah, I don't it? remember exactly what he said. My suspicion is that he has a feeling about it, but if you asked him, he wouldn't know. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything else that is a big secret that we don't know, but I could be wrong. 
Okay, yeah, maybe not any big secret, but I'm just curious as to why, if he's had his memories, or at least those t- kinds of memories that are related like to his, Rendell and his friends, and he doesn't know about the same thing that Rendell does, what is it that he's referencing, I wonder? Could mm-hmm. be something completely different. Maybe not a big secret, but, you he got know. bad grades and picked on or something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the echo key, which I have a lot of questions about. We know... Mm-hmm. We, we know that she knew somehow how it worked because she was tempted to use it and resisted. And finally, she decided to use it. And the way you use it is you go to the well house and open the door and call out the name of someone presumably who died. And then they appear in some aspect. I mean, he seemed to have a physical presence because he like got up behind her and touched her. And uh, but they can't leave the well house. Um, now just the term echo suggests that it's not a person exactly, but an echo of a person. And also because they can't leave the Mm -hmm. well, well house. Now we know that, uh, she, when she brought back Lucas, she actually brought back demon possessed Lucas and he asked for the anywhere key. And we know he can get out of there with the anywhere key, but we don't know if any echo that you brought back would be able to get out of the well house with the anywhere key. Maybe only demon possessed people can, we don't know. Also, how do we, how does Ellie know what that key does and, and what to call it and everything? It seems to me that you wouldn't know what that key did unless you'd, you'd used it before on someone, you know? And, uh, well, how else would you know? So we know that Rendell and Duncan, even though he may not remember, um, used to use the keys when they were little and they used the ghost key and they used to visit their grandfather in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And so maybe their grandfather told them. Okay. Yeah. That could be an explanation. Somebody told them that they'd never used it before. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else who'd, who'd used it or something. Mm-hmm. Good thinking. <laughs> so, but still, like, I wonder, um, does it work different on Lucas than other people? Like, how would it work on a normal right, person? Like if it, and, um, right, like someone who wasn't possessed by a demon. Yeah, what would it I mean, it like? seems like you would at least get the part where you go call them and they come back in some as some echo and they can't leave the well house, I think. And well. And last week you mentioned Pet Cemetery, like right? Could be like that. Yeah, everyone yeah. Can come back evil. I mean, I, we don't know. Um, but it, it also whether they've used it before or not, you'd think that. Um, I wonder if they would would have considered using it on Jeff or Kim. You know, maybe they just thought, no, after that experience with the black door, we just don't want to risk using any of these keys. They said we're not going to use them anymore. And uh, now, you, you know, I wonder if, like Bodie, he'll, he'll use any key. Would he want to use it for his dad, you know? <laughs> Maybe yeah. they will. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, he was looking for his dad. That's why he was using the ghost key to go to the cemetery and yeah. see if his ghost dad was there somewhere. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> and then the last thing that's magic that I can think of that premiered in this episode was the crown of shadows and i think it's ellie who says whoever wears the crown can create and control powerful shadows and you need to have that key the crown of shadow key connected to it and then we see at the end uh lucas put it on and those shadows rise around him so 
we don't know exactly what the shadows can do, but apparently they're powerful and they'll do whatever whoever's wearing the crown wants them to do. Sounds very ominous, mm-hmm. and it was pretty pretty spooky. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good uh, way to end it for the finale. It was like, oh shit, how are they going to get out of this one? Yeah, definitely a good um, way to end the penultimate mm-hmm. building up for you know what's going to be a big showdown um, that's going to happen between the good and the bad. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, um, we saw Rufus show Ellie where Lucas kept all the keys. It was like in a plastic bag under the floorboards. But uh, as far as we know, she only took the head key to go over to the locks. And I thought that was a really cool way, a narrative device actually to show some things versus just telling everything. You could actually go into her head and see it. It was fun. But uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if she took the other keys. I mean, when Lucas called her on it, when she got back home, you've been going through my stuff. She goes, oh, yeah, I uh, took the head key to go see if I could find out, you know, for you. Um, So I don't know if that means that she only took the head key and left the other ones there and he still has them all in his possession. Probably uh, if that's her was her excuse, you know. Right. That way, if he came back and Mm -hmm. happened to look for his keys and he He still sees the bag of keys, he would notice maybe one out of however many he had out of that handful that was missing. So I'm the reason why I'm just going down this path is because you, as you said, it's going to be a showdown and I don't know if, uh, how many keys they have. We know that they have the matchstick key and I don't, I don't remember what other keys they have, but they don't the have head many. Key. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, if they I have mean, the mending Ellie key. Might have that. Yeah. They have the mending key. I think that might be it. Right. It's all this just from memory. I would have to like yeah. go down the list of all the keys and um, mm-hmm. which ones I remember them having. Um, they have the Omega key. Mm, that's true. They hit. They have that and hit it. But I think yeah, we know they have the matchstick key because uh, was it Tyler or Bodie said that Tyler Sam dropped demon- it. Yeah. So he yeah, has and Tyler that. demonstrated it for his friends to kind of prove right. <laughs> you know everything that was going on. <laughs> And we know they have the Omega key because Tyler found that in Rendell's ashes. And I'm not sure they have the head key because Ellie had it and now she's with uh, <sighs> Lucas. Right. I guess we don't know, but I remember uh, when they came back out of her head and she came back like after it was um, after she turned it in the back of her head and she came in, you could hear, you could see it and hear it plunk on the floor. Now we didn't see anybody pick it up. up, We didn't see it. Yeah. We don't know what happened after that, but I mean, it made a very, um, very audible noise when it hit the floor. So Mm -hmm. it it was there at lock house, but, um, or at key house, but we don't know if Ellie took it back with her to, to, you know, put it back with the other keys to, you know, to kind of uh, cover her tracks or what. Mm-hmm. So that's all I had for magic. Magic. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun magic in this um, episode. Well, um, I wanted to kind of, and we've touched on it a lot, but I wanted to kind of talk about how cool it was to finally get to see Rendell's friends um, in the past and the present. So we, we would get glimpses in the memories and we'd hear them talked about, but to actually kind of see them a little bit. Now it wasn't, you know, in the in the best of times that we got to see them, but it was at least kind of interesting to see the, the young ones that we haven't seen because they died, we thought, by drowning um, and found out that they, they 
um, died by other means, but to kind of really see what happened. Um, I was glad to kind of see some of that. And, you know, thinking about Mark Cho and how I thought, man, everybody needs a friend like Mark Cho. That dude Mm -hmm. is like the definition of loyal. I mean, (laughs) that dude, the minute he gets that phone call, it seemed kind of extreme. Yeah. But the minute he got that phone call and Ellie's like, you know, Rendell's dead and you know why. Um, He's like, well, I know what I've got to do. Click. And he goes and gets that matchstick key and takes himself out along with all the drawings that he had of where all of the keys were hidden. Yeah. And, and, and you know, yeah, based, like I said, based on what we know, I, I might, if I was him, be trying to talk myself out of that, you know, but based on what I know from reading the comic, I think it was probably the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. And, and seeing as, as, you know, maybe he didn't trust himself to, because we know that you know, Dodge went there looking for him and, you know, wasn't able to find what she was looking for. Um, so yeah, he, I think, you know, he's, he's not going to know if she comes knocking on his door per se, not really knocking on his door, but just invading, you know, and being able to get into his house or find him wherever he's at, whatever means she might have to, you know, coerce the information out of him, either by torture or using the head key, using the magic or using some of the keys against or grabbing him. one of those maps he conveniently made. Right. Yeah. Getting into <laughs> his safe that, Hey, he's got it all mapped out. Cause you know, he's not, yeah, cause hey, if he hadn't killed himself, she would have found all that and known where all the keys were. Exactly. And, and, and burned them. He didn't just kill himself. He made sure to eliminate the maps of, of, you know, where they're all laid out. So, mm-hmm. you know, it burnt, it burned all that up. So it wasn't like he just, you know, took himself up by some other means. He made sure that those papers were going to be um, eliminated as well and, and have no evidence behind. So I thought, dang, that Mark Cho. Um, so I, I was glad to get that answered because that what was if he quite had like a married and had like four kids would he still have done that i don't know <laughs> that'd be rough that's a rough question. that would be it is a really <laughs> rough question i mean did and and it makes you question like was he single and did and is that why he s- stayed single all those years i mean everyone else kind of had kids and or at least the ones that that were still alive and well except for aaron i guess but you i know, felt sorry ellie for rufus because ellie's like yeah my life was just horrible and so empty and i'm like well you have a son i mean <laughs> that's something right <laughs> i know jeez he's like, thanks mom yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah mark cho i mean hell of a hell of a guy there um pretty extreme but damn it he did not question and he had like no doubt that dude i've never seen like such set determination um and he carried out his mission um to protect uh the keys um so go mark um and then you know ellie says in the episode you know that it's all her fault and you know she's not quite wrong and you know i i thought when we see that scene where they're dividing up the keys I'm thinking, why the hell are they giving Ellie the echo key? Especially when we see later that, you know, she actually ends up using it much later. But why would you give her the echo key? Her boyfriend just died. Yeah, because Mark is the kind of guy who will kill himself just on the off chance that something bad's going to happen. Meanwhile, she's resurrecting a demon because she's feeling lonely. (laughs) 
I know. I'm like, well, and I mean, and and then I questioned why after so many years did she summon Lucas? So this was a year ago before yeah. we started this She's show. Like, she She's she reached her breaking point. I mean, well, but you just said, and it was a really good point. She's got Rufus. I mean, and this is like, what, almost 20 years after the fact, Mm -hmm. after all this time, now she decides that she's lonely and doesn't see, you know, she can't live without Lucas after 20 years. She's like, my life just got smaller, and then I had my son, and then it was even worse. It's (laughs) terrible. I mean, this would have made more sense. I mean, I guess it wouldn't fit with the timeline and how they're trying to plot out the story and the events in the story, but it would have made more sense had she done this within the first year of... You know, um, yeah, or maybe her husband died or something, and yeah, some other big event in her life. Yeah, I just the the timing of it didn't make sense to me. Like, why after twenty years, or I'm just saying twenty years. um, It was interesting too to have like a teenage version of your high school lover show up, and you're like, yeah, I miss you so much. And it's a little bit like I was thinking, what if my high school girlfriend showed up and she was 17 years old like i'd feel pretty creepy (laughs) (laughs) that's that's true they were 17 that's a little that's a little weird robbing the cradle a little bit going on um yeah so i i just thought why why have any key why would you give ellie the echo key that would give her the the ability to summon someone from the dead when her boyfriend had just died and and then she she pointed out that Mark was the most trustworthy. So clearly she wasn't trustworthy enough to to handle the responsibility of the echo key. Maybe they should have given her like the flower key or something. Or I should have given know. her the mirror key. The mirror key. <laughs> you get to have this one, Ellie, yeah, because really you're special. not stable. You're <laughs> unstable. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of bugged me and didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I Give did like the mirror seeing... key and the ghost key. Yeah. <laughs> At least until she's right in the head, which apparently never happens because in 20 years later, she's resurrecting her dead boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, so. I could sort of forgive her if he hadn't been possessed by a demon because then it's kind of risky. You know, go on Tinder. Right. Right. Swipe right. <laughs> if you're lonely. Swipe left on demons. Um, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> oh, gosh. Where are we? Um, what is your number two? Kinsey's Fear, which we've been wondering when that thing was going to show up, and we yep. weren't disappointed. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it was really fun seeing Eden kind of getting ready for the day, and the music is just kind of cool, chill vibe, and... Then she goes over to the window. <laughs> I jumped at that. I did too. <laughs> I totally did. And then I liked that she recognized it as Kinsey because I was kind of thinking that might happen. And then she goes right over to Kinsey and what, what the hell are you doing? And uh, I also liked when she was talking to one of her friends. Yes, I'm sure it was Kinsey after an all night kegger version and her eyes were bloodshot and her hair was gross. Just <laughs> being totally judgmental of her look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, it was pretty convenient and a good thing that Kinsey was there with her lacrosse stick when fear showed up again to attack Eden a, so she could get rid of it, swat it away, but also be so everyone could see Kinsey and it together and know that they're not the same. Yes. 
and then Kinsey, I liked when she's, you know, talking to Eden a little later and, uh, she's like, what, can you explain to me why, what was going on here? And she's like, it's a lot to get into. And I figured she was going to try not to have to explain it. But then she just goes right out, comes right and says, well, that thing, it's my fear. Uh, used to live inside my head, but now it's out. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, what would you say if someone said that to you? <laughs> I know. Are you insane? Do you have a Are twin, you right? Mushrooms? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then before she could even say that, Kinsey quickly distracted her by saying that it attacks anything she's afraid of. And that just flatters the hell out of her, which I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like the explanation that the fear attacks things that she's afraid of. And that that's a good explanation why it would go after Eden because Kinsey's intimidated by her. That was just a neat little storytelling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, I think of our responses to fear. Often we'll, we have, you can be on a continuum either on one side being aggressive like that or posturing or on the other side is kind of uh it's flight or fright is basically what I'm trying to say. You just um, take off, you know, or you collapse or you hide out. And we see Jackie has that kind of a response. Like when Tyler tells her about all this stuff, I thought she, at first she was mad that this was the first she was hearing about it, but I think really it was just too much for her. Right. Yeah, She's just like, I can't handle this. Yeah. I, I just need to, I think that was her fear coming out. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm flying because I can't handle this information. It would be yeah. a lot for anybody. Yeah. And and I'm glad, actually. I mean, I was a little disappointed in her, but it's totally understandable and human. And I'm also glad to see that she's human after all, that she's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good moment. And I'm sure hopefully it'll be resolved next time. Um, but then the last part of this point for me is um, Kinsey goes to tell Scott and Gabe about yeah, I took out my fear and everything was great for a while and then things got messed up and then she looks over at Gabe. I let myself get close to you. I was like, ouch, <laughs> that's mm. how things got messed up. But then um, she looks at Scott, even though we were already a thing. And so I guess it, she says, I wasn't worried about the consequences, but she, you said, you kind of lean towards considering that cheating and I was defending Kinsey, but even Kinsey, when she thinks about it, feels guilty about that. So maybe she kind of thinks she was cheating too. But then comes this like bombshell. You're both amazing and I know I should choose, but I don't want to. So what if we, what if I date you both? <laughs> I was like, whoa, I, was, I did not expect that. <laughs> I didn't either, but I was like, you go, Kinsey. <laughs> like, funny. I don't want to have to decide. I just, I, I want to date you both. So I'm just going to say what I out. want. And maybe that's, you know, she's like, I don't care about consequences. And then she did something. I don't know, but it, it was, it was really interesting. What did you think about you? Like you go girl. Yeah, I was yeah. like, well, and I mean, she was being honest, yeah. at least now. I mean, you know, I, th I think she was feeling guilty, you know, like she said, she thought, oh, her and Scott were kind of becoming a thing. And then she leans on Gabe and, and I, di I didn't think it was cool. Maybe it, if you don't want to classify it as cheating, I still felt, well, Scott may not know that you know right just you're not exclusive with or with him just at least stands. let him know like exactly at least say well hey i'm i'm interested in other people or something and maybe she just wasn't ready for that or something i don't know but i love how like upfront and honest she was and she's like yeah. well, i don't want to have to choose i want to date you both <laughs> and that shows that she seems to like them about equally you know or mm -hmm. more than i thought because i thought 
she was way more weighted towards Scott. But from that, it seemed like she said she didn't want to have to choose. So it seemed like she liked him more evenly, at least than I thought. And they're both looking at each other like, what the fuck? And then her phone buzzes. <laughs> Think about well, it. Just or, give me a second. <laughs> or at least enough to consider who she likes more because maybe she hasn't felt like she spent enough time with either one of them to find yeah, out which one she, she likes more. She doesn't know, yeah. Which, not there's anything wrong with dating multiple people or anything, but you know, maybe she's just like, Right now, I don't want to have to choose. I want to kind of get to know both of you better. Mm-hmm. And maybe out of, you know, spending time, you know, with both of them more, she'll kind of figure it out. And maybe she will want to choose. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's I don't think there's anything wrong with dating multiple people. And I do think you should be upfront about people if you're doing that. But it, it is a little like awkward to have the two <laughs> people standing right there. I want yep. to get you both. Um, but it reminds me, actually, of when I was in high school and this girl that I was kind of dating and had a huge crush on, but she did not want to be exclusive. So she was like the Kinsey. And, um, I was like, all right, I I wanted to, but I'm like, all right. So we were still dating, but then I met this other girl and we hit it off and I told her, you know, I'm kind of dating this, this first girl. So I, I don't, I don't want to be exclusive. And she was like, all right. And then, um, so for a while there, I just like had two girlfriends and it was, it was kind of awesome actually. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm waiting for the, the downside. <laughs> but it didn't, I mean, the first girl got really jealous, even though she, it was her idea, you know? I, ah. and so it just couldn't. Yeah, she wanted you to be exclusive. So yes. She didn't want to be exclusive. She wanted me to, but she didn't exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> oh gosh, the problems you had. <laughs> I did not have anybody fighting over me, so <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you did. Shut up. Um I did not <laughs> can promise you that. There were no boys banging my door down to date me. There were no boys fighting over me to date they, me. There they were no... all the they I think all there were a lot, but there you just don't remember them because they weren't like the captain of the football team or <laughs> No, I I'm just kidding. I don't know anything. What am I saying? No, no, I didn't like the the, the sporty guys. I didn't like the jocks. Yeah, I didn't. What about no. the nerds? Um, you know, nerds were not the same kind of nerd in school. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I like the bad boys. Yeah, exactly. See, you had all these nerds after you, but. You don't even remember them anymore. Yeah, and I should have dated the nerds because they're all like millionaires now. <laughs> so <laughs> they're all like lawyers and doctors and 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 have went off and done amazing things. I'm like, I should have paid more attention to you in school. Like Scott and Gabe. Like they're Scott and Gabe. They're kind of nerdy. Yeah, see, but see that there weren't those cute, adorable nerds mm. that there are now. Like nerds today, I would totally date a nerd. Right, Th- but they not were different comic nerds. book guy from Simpsons. No, <laughs> no, but still, no, there were, there was, trust me, there was nobody fighting to date me in high school. I did not have, you know, I did not have to have I'm any conversations key and look in there and you can't find out for you myself. Can. That's, that's totally true. I'm not lying about that. It's, it's, there's definitely not, I never had to have any conversations like, well, I'm kind of dating this guy. So if you're cool with that, I'll date you too. And no, there were none of those conversations happening. I can promise you. I know poor woe is me. Um, but yeah, didn't, didn't have your luck. Didn't have your luck. Um, I feel like I cut you off. Was that all that you had to say about your number two? Uh, let me look at my notes. Can't remember. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, that, it's hilarious. We're kind of syncing up a little bit um, again this week with um, with our talking points. So that's kind of like uh, what I wanted to kind of talk about was kind of like they're getting the, their squad together, which I thought was really cool when, you know, Tyler and Kinsey, they, they go ahead and bring Bodie into the loop and they share with him what they found in Duncan's memories. Um, you know, and it was so cute when he's like, you know, dad said I was really, you, you, what, was it dissenting or what, what did he wear? What Dis- was the word he used? Discriminating or something. No, I forgot. Yeah. But it was adorable. Yeah. Because it's something that you would expect like a little kid to kind of say, like, you know, dad thinks I'm older than, than, you know, like I'm an old soul, you know, and (laughs) I thought that was really cute. So I just, I I am just that little kid. I just want to just squeezes a little cheeks he's just so Mm -hmm. darn adorable um so they they bring him into the loop and give and and show him that memory of their dad killing lucas which was a big deal and they didn't think he would take it really well and he did he seemed to take it fine and what was kind of key about that is that had they not shared that with him he wouldn't have provided them the information that that's lucas and that he's at ellie's house Mm -hmm. and that they'd be able to start kind of putting all this information together so I like that they made that decision to kind of bring Bodhi in and that they're all becoming one um, and that they have to stop, you know, like, you know, all being separate from each other. And mm. that, you know, when yeah. they're together, yeah, when they're together, they'll be stronger. And then I thought it was really smart that then they started bringing in, bringing in Scott and Gabe um, and who, you know, they already kind of know a little bit of the keys and the magic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've had the experience with the music box key and, you know, they both had differing opinions about it and, and how to use it. But they already are exposed to it. They seem pretty open to it and they're not closed off to it. So that was kind of smart. Um, and, you know, they're, they're starting to realize that they can't really do what they need to do on their own, that, you know, they need more people. And whenever they bring in Jackie and then they even bring in Eden. And I really like that moment with Kinsey and Eden um, after she's attacked by Kinsey's fear, which again, Eden kind of took, you know, kind of nonchalant, like, like, Oh, that was the fear in my head. And she's kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes total, total sense. But I mean, then, I think she didn't give her time to be shocked by it because she said right away. Well, because then she flatters her. her. And, yeah. Then yeah. she totally throws out a flattering comment that, you know, well, you know, She's like, I scare you. And she's like, well, yeah, you're, you're intimidating. Um, I get that a lot. I get a lot of people tell me that I'm intimidating and I don't get that. I've had males tell me that. I need to step off. (laughs) 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 I don't know that they've ever said it in a really bad way, but I'm, I would confront people like, why don't you just freaking tell me that? Why do you think I'm intimidating? Huh? Yeah. I get right up in their face. I'm like, what the hell is your problem? (laughs) Why would you say that? No, I don't know. I don't think I'm, I don't do that. I don't get <laughs> Okay, sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Is that where that comes from? I don't think I'm intimidating. I feel like I'm a fairly easygoing, laid back kind of person, but people are like, you're really intimidating. Uh, okay. I don't know what that means. Um, so anyway, but Eden, yes, finds it very flattering, which brings the question just because i'm sitting here thinking about it if if kinsey's fear attacked eden because she's scared of her why did her fear attack tyler uh yeah i don't know because he was there (laughs) Mm, i guess maybe easy target maybe yeah anyway good question i liked that moment though between eden and kinsey because i feel like they're now going to be bonded a little bit and that you know, Kinsey was able to be 
real vulnerable with Eden, and I think Eden was maybe humbled a little bit. And hopefully, because one of the things that Kenzie said to her was, "You're cruel," and if she continues being cruel, that that's not cool. Yeah. So I I loved all of that. I'm excited to see like next episode how they all work together, um, and I think mm-hmm. that they're all going to like be like the new. Um, group like Rendell had with his friends that they're all going to be one of them's going to get possessed by a demon and then Tyler's going to have to kill him throw then him in the, the cycle ocean. cycle continues <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was interesting that Tyler went to Logan and Jackie but at least as far as we saw he didn't go to those other two guys that he used to hang out with that I don't remember their names anymore Javi and, and I don't remember the, the other trigger one. Trigger or something. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horse name. <laughs> My great grandpa had a horse named Trigger. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that that was my number two. So it was just cool seeing seeing them all get together. Again, it's just another thing that kind of sets it up for the next episode when we see, you know, Dodge has a crown of shadows and and something really ominous is happening, but now you got the 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 group that's going to all get together and fight off, you know, the evil, you know, and it's just Very it's all a fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number 1? One is Ellie. All right. So do we forgive Ellie for the way that she's been in the show that we've questioned a lot? Not entirely. What I don't. what do you not forgive? <laughs> I I can see why she wasn't maybe as forthcoming with Nina. Nina doesn't remember or understand or believe anything anything that's happening only when she's drinking so i can see where she'd be hesitant to be as as forthcoming with nina like oh hey well i'm sorry i was rummaging in your basement for this crown of shadows which this is what it is and this is what it does and i need this key and by the way have you seen it do you have it you know um my dead boyfriend has come back to life who's possessed by a demon (laughs) i mean that (laughs) that that would make any sense at all but i feel like she could have been uh you know the the kids came to her and I feel like she probably could have been a little bit more forthcoming with the kids. And, um, I, I I do see her point a little bit. I do see her side a little bit where she feels like she's trying to protect Rufus because he's threatening Rufus. If she doesn't help Lucas, um, or Dodge, whatever we want to call him. Um, so I, I understand that she's doing these things because she thinks that she's protecting her son, um, and that she's being forced into it. But I still feel like she could have been a little bit more forthcoming and kind of getting some help or at least explaining her actions a little bit, why she was being so mysterious. Yeah. I feel like Dodge, uh, let's call him Lucas. Lucas made it clear that he didn't want people to know about him. Like when the Dean found out he killed the Dean. Mm -hmm. So I think she feels like if she tells anyone about him or doesn't help him that he's going to do what he said, which is I'm going to have to tear his head off his skinny little body. So to me that the, the um, prospect of this possessed guy who might kill your son in a very violent way it does make me forgive everything. And, and, you know, we thought that she looked like she was trapped, that she was, Mm -hmm. um, 
anguished and that she didn't want to have to be doing what she was doing. And so now we know exactly why, because the life of her son was threatened and she changed her mind this episode. And I think it was for two reasons. Uh, Kinsey confronted her and wouldn't let her get away without admitting, you know, that she knows what she's talking about. I know what's happening. Why are you helping him? Do you know what he's done to us, to my dad? How could you ever be a part of that? And then, um, Rufus saying, I'm tired of being afraid and showed her where he kept the keys and everything. So I think it was those two things that made her finally go, all right, this can't go on any longer. And also, um, Lucas killing the Dean. That was probably a third thing that just made her go, nope, can't, can't keep doing this. It's, I'm trying to protect, uh, my son, but people are getting hurt anyway. So I got to change my tactic here, but I, I just think that would be such a bad place to be in. And I, I could understand being so scared for your and your son's life that you would try to keep the secret, you know, but I, what I don't forgive her for is bringing back Lucas in the first place. Right. That's, that's probably what, what sticks. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one sticking point for me too, is that if you had just not, you know, if you had resisted and maybe done something else, like if you felt the need to to go do that, maybe that's when you want to reach out to maybe one of your still alive friends and say, yeah. I'm having a really bad time. I, I want to use this key so bad. And it could have been talked down off <laughs> yeah, that ledge like because in that chain of events. Alcoholics Anonymous for magic keys. <laughs> yeah. And I don't forgive her for bringing the crown of shadows key back to Lucas to get the no, kind of that was that was dumb and <laughs> and and on top of that because okay so and this is part of my number one is the crown of shadows and you know mm-hmm. was I'm it a good decision mine, so you go ahead oh that's okay well, I mean we just have a conversation about it but you know for Ellie to take the the shadow key with her to the house yes was dumb with the crown of shadows dumb why would you have those two things in the same place at once when you don't know at any time when and where Lucas Dodge whomever is going to be coming in and could be sneaking in and coming in through the doorway using the anywhere key so that was dumb and why if she was going to do that why didn't she maybe take Bodhi which he's a kid maybe he wouldn't be the best choice but one of the lot kids and have the key because they can't take the key from, you know, the, the, the lock kids, like they're the, the keepers of the keys. So they can't, you know, they can't be forcibly taken. Now maybe they could threaten someone else to try to get the key, um, to force them to give the key over or hand it over willingly. Um, so it just seems like they're, they weren't smart in protecting the key. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and that was one I, of I the times that. in the show that they did something dumb in order to further the, drama and the tension I think yeah I just I I had problems with that (laughs) yeah like a show that happens so often and especially in not that this is a horror movie but in horror movies people do dumb things because they need to be put in scary situations and sometimes people are too smart to let themselves get into those situations but I feel like show uh, like uh, Breaking Bad and um, Better Call Saul, the writers are so good that I don't know if I ever feel like the, that kind of a thing happens. You know, they, they always have so, everything feel motivated by character and circumstance in a way that makes sense. They are so 
decisive and so on point that they make sure that everything that they do makes sense yeah they're plotting it out that this has to make sense or else we're not doing it like when they were doing well and like when they started doing better call Saul and they were talking and and then people got so excited like all the breaking and I'm one of them you know all the breaking bad fans were getting so excited thinking oh can we bring these characters back and and it's not that they haven't thought of bringing some characters back since it's a prequel but it's like well it has to make sense they're not going yeah. to just put and, someone in there unless and they it makes find sense. ways of getting them into really fucked up dangerous scary situations but in ways that you feel like make sense for yeah for their characters and everything like this i i don't want to spoil anything but this week's better call saul was the best oh my god it was like a breaking bad episode yes it was so good <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that. And that's what, what makes those two shows especially just so amazing because they're so precise in, in their decisions mm-hmm. and they will not just to move the plot forward or yeah. just for fan service, put a character in the show if it doesn't make sense. You know, or to have bring them do back. things that don't make sense. So that when right. you have somebody like a show like this, which I think is pretty good about this stuff a lot of the time, but there's been a handful of times where it's like, no. And yeah. this week it's like, it really stands out when you get used to better call Saul and breaking bad, doing it right. than shows that don't and walking dead all the time. People do dumb things and you're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> No, why would you do that? You just get so mad. Yeah. Yeah, we should just not watch smart shows sometimes and then we wouldn't question anything at all and just be happy. Yes, that's a good idea. (laughs) Only dumb shows from now on. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, gosh. Did you have any notes? Yeah, let's see. Um, Nina is forgetting the magic. I thought this was broken pointing to that vase or was it the urn? The urn. Yeah. It looks like they fixed the urn. Yeah. That was a nice way to show that she's sober, you know, Mm -hmm. that, Oh, she's losing her memory of it, but that's good because that means she's sober. And then they reinforce that with that moment of her almost drinking, but then pouring it out. And I'm like, yeah, they, they didn't dwell on that. So that's kind of what I was thinking happened and i'm glad um what else we find out why lucas changed into a girl because kinsey says to ellie when Bodie met dodge he was a she and ellie says she can use the identity key to change to any form she thinks is most useful and i'm like yeah maybe it's more useful to be a smoking hot woman sometimes (laughs) 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 it sort of makes sense (laughs) i wouldn't mind going back to my former 30 year old self (laughs) (laughs) I know, huh? Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd change it to Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> this episode, my last note, was directed by Vincenzo Natali, who is a really interesting director. He did the movie Cube. Do you know about that one? No. It's really so. weird. It's like these, I forget how many people, like six people who wake up inside this technological looking cube and they don't have any memories of how they got there or even hmm. I think who they are. And then they go into a, they open a door in one side of the cube and go through and then like somebody gets sliced with razor wire. So they realize it's like a puzzle and they have to be really careful. <laughs> wow. And then there was he did splice, which was the one where these this scientist couple created this creature that ended it ended up being like a horror movie. 
it was really good. But I think his movies are too weird for most people because in the last decade he's done mostly TV, but he's done great shows like Westworld, American Gods, Hannibal, The Returned, Orphan Black. Um, so I was glad to see him on this. Mm, on yeah, this. those are some great great shows. He's he's going to direct next the next episode too. Cool. Maybe that'll bring um, having the same director will bring a little cohesiveness mm-hmm. into kind of the last two episodes here. So that leaves me hopeful for the final. Yeah. Sweet. Which I will be watching in about thirty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Count it down. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's see, a few notes. I'm trying to think what we didn't already talk about. We already talked about the new key, which was the shadow key, um, and what it's for. Or, well, at least, may, I don't know if that's its sole purpose, is for the the mm-hmm. crown of shadows. I think it is. Or not, but that was brought into light. Um, we already kind of talked about, uh, will they find out what they did in order to remember magic? That was something that Nina talked about. Mm-hmm. So, already talked about that. So... What you predicted and what you were right about. I've been waiting for this one. I know. I made I made you wait to the very end. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hope she didn't forget to do that one. <laughs> it's in my notes. I wasn't going to forget. I was really wanted to make sure that you got a pat on the back for some some <laughs> okay. things, and hopefully, hopefully, everyone else recognized this as well since we talked about it um, in the last episode. So. Um, you talked about when you said, or when we were talking about the title of this week's episode, uh, which you mentioned earlier was called Echoes, and you go, oh, I bet that we're going to get some flashbacks because, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what, and you know, echo kind of means a little bit. And you were right that this episode did have the flashbacks. And, and I was just also thinking past. that there's been so much about what happened with these kids, you know, yeah. that it, I, I, I thought it could be in the second to last or last episode but since it was called echoes i thought oh that makes sense for it to be in this one you were totally right i mm-hmm. didn't even think about that whenever i thought of um the title so um so kudos to you for that one <laughs> um the second one you mentioned the last episode uh what the heck is kinsey's fear doing and you said it's just running amok in matheson <laughs> causing some chaos and and you were right because the- pops up in front of Eden's window and scares the hell out of her and then ends up attacking her again later. So, yeah, I guess it's there's probably some random um, 911 calls that maybe Matheson has gotten about some strange (laughs) thing. Blonde teenager that looks rabid. Yeah, looks rabid with nasty hair and (laughs) looks like she's hung over since like 4 a.m. or something. Um, So you were right about that. I thought that was really funny. Um, And then the cop making a move on Nina. I think this episode kind of nailed that a little bit more for me. I didn't think so much. I was like, I think maybe just trying to be friendly or feel like he's trying to kind of make up for um, her not being quite satisfied with how Joe's investigation went um, into them calling it a suicide and that he's just trying to maybe you know kind of ease that a little bit and be a little bit neighborly um but no i think this episode he was definitely making a move and i think Mm. you were right about that so i'm gonna say you're right he he invited her to like coffee yeah and then did we see that we didn't right nope okay we didn't see i don't think we saw nina anymore after that I don't think they're intending this necessarily, but to me it's creepy because he was so dismissive of her and did such a bad job as an investigator, despite her pleas to look into some of these things that would totally make sense to look into, as you pointed out in this podcast, and then to come over and hit on her after he did that. (laughs) 
I mean, maybe if he'd done a good job, it would be okay. But, you know, it just seems creepy to me. Like, get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not feeling it either. But I think, and that's why I was like, I was kind of like, no, I don't don't know that that's where it's headed. But I feel like this episode kind of nailed it. And that he was like, yeah, let's go get some coffee. And she's like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, oh, dude, that was, that's, no, I don't like that. I don't like that move. There's... Hmm. There should be no moves here. Um, but I think I, I'm saying that you're right. I don't know. Thanks. Maybe I'll get proved wrong. But I'm saying that you're right. That kind of nailed it for me that he was totally making a move. So, And those were just like the – there's probably more as, as we've talked. But those were like the – like especially the first two, like bam, bam. Like, wow, Jason was right about that. He was right <laughs> about that. And I'm going to call it out and, and give you those props and make sure that um, I acknowledge that. Um for, for maybe the show, the yeah, maybe the show's just a bit predictable. Because I remember also maybe. thinking that Tyler was going to mess up the relationship with Jackie, and then it happened. All right, yeah, I admit it. I binged the whole thing on the first night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were right about that just, too. You get you get props for that. You called it. I think I, I think I did say, "Oh, yep, you were right. You called it." <laughs> yeah, um, as did, soon as yeah. we talked about it, that next one. <laughs> You said, did you, uh, you, you, I think you accused me of looking it up or something. And well, we, what sucked was we had talked about it. You said that and predicted it. And then we we get to the end and you read next week's little description that they got, that I got out of IMDb, which was so friggin' spoilery. I I was like, well, shit, that just totally summary. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um, okay, so since that wraps our top five, which is a really great top five, that was a really fun discussion. So thanks for that. Um, let's get into our listener feedback portion. So um, you want to take that first one for me? Sure. David SK says, I really like the opening flashbacks tying some of the puzzle pieces together. Yeah, so good getting some of that stuff. <clears throat> Next one we have is from our friend Doug Fick. He says, great idea getting many of the answers to our burning questions out of the way in the next to last episode. Hopefully that bodes well to finally being action packed. Flashing back, we see Ellie. She sucks, by the way, making the call to Mark Cho to inform him of Rendell dying and he kills himself immediately. How about a call to mom at least? Or (laughs) (laughs) how about destroy the map? Take the head key and remove your memory of the map. Ellie finds the crown easily, but the key to it is also easily found. One would think the crown... You're right. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but... Yeah. Mark should have... If he didn't want anybody to know the locations of the keys, then he should have hidden them and then used that memory key to take out all his memories of where he hid them. Because they're all going to be hidden there whether he kills himself or not. So they're out there. Mm -hmm. So instead of killing himself, he could just use the that memory thing that they used on Duncan to take his memory out of where he hid them. Then he could still be alive. Yeah. Oh, well. Didn't think of that. But they, but they didn't have, so Aaron Rendell's girlfriend was given the head key and we find later, which we, that is still, I guess I should have added to my unanswered questions. How did she get locked into her head? Like right. what happened there? How did she get locked in there? And then, so if she had the head key know. and that happened when she was in possession of the head key, how did the head key get back to the Rendell or to the, to key house? Mm-hmm. Good point. 
Because Bodhi found that, right? It was hidden in mm-hmm. Key House, and he found it. Um, hmm. Gosh, maybe still. God, I need to keep a better list of these questions. But yeah, still good. Still a really good point. So he goes on. Ellie finds the crown easily, but the key to it is also easily found. One would think the crown, Omega, and Shadow keys. Um, should be the most difficult to find glad the drinking arc is over great jump scare with the fear and eden had a haunting of hill house feel yeah a little bit um good explanation of why it attacks others and not yourself however eden took the explanation of the fear monster being taken out of kinsey's head into an actual being pretty nonchalant <laughs> oh, yeah she did oh you're afraid of me played into her narcissism So there were at least references to Lucas being Dodge, man posing as a woman, in the presence of Tyler, and he has not batted an eyelash. (laughs) Perhaps he hasn't put those puzzle pieces together. (laughs) Um, Glowing bullets turn you into a neck-snapping demon? Really? Well, maybe we'll have to see that that next week. Apparently they do. Um, He goes on, and Ellie's saying, we found a way to remember. How? A little lazy on the writing there. Maybe it will get explained. So Ellie couldn't get over Lucas and summoned him back after 24 years. In the famous words of Dodge, way to peak in high school. (laughs) And Ellie, why the fudge would you take the shadow key with you to get the crown? Talk about zero leverage. A lot of reallys this episode, but it was saved by the sweet Simon and Garfunkel pun. Finale should be good. I don't know what he's talking about there. Hello, darkness, my friend. Oh, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> na, 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 na. Thanks, Doug. I love Doug's Thanks, Doug. messages. I know so they're funny. so good. Funny. Pake, Pake Allen says, absolute fucking chills. That end moment with Lucas putting on the crown of shadows with Billie Eilish's You Should See Me in a Crown playing was incredible. Mm-hmm. Great. That was that most everything you mentioned in the podcast was covered in this episode. What happened to Joe, how Ellie is involved, the truth behind what they saw in Duncan's memory, even what Kinsey's fear is up to. Amazing episode. I absolutely cannot wait to watch the finale. Well, thanks for waiting this long, Pake. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, he's been watching week to week with us. So that's been super fun. So you got more props, more people agreeing with you and saying you're right. Maria Lawson. Kind of both of us. Yeah. I'm giving it to you this week. I'm just going to acquiesce all of my rightness to you this week. Uh, Wow. Maria Lawson says, so many of my theories were right. So much was explained and that episode flew by and we got a good old fashioned jump scare right from the start. The music in that last scene was perfect and so creepy. Not sure why Ellie would have been allowed to take the shadow crown key with her because that was straight up <laughs> dumb of the lock kids to let her leave with it. At least we're all in agreement on that one. <laughs> Did she say the gender face changing key can turn you into anyone you want? I'm still in the camp that Lucas, Dodge, Gabe are all the same person. Hope the last episode of the season proves a satisfying ending to the section of the story. You know, we didn't get to see too much of it except for when... Um, Lucas is using it when when um, okay so she was the well lady and then he he changed into Lucas slash Dodge um, and then we saw it in one of Duncan's memories um, when Rendell and Lucas were were using it and they said that you could change into whoever you can imagine I guess yeah. so it didn't matter as far as Ooh. if it was someone of the opposite sex or anyone with any face that you wanted to change into I'm start you know what I've you resisted epiphany? this whole thing that Gabe is is a bad guy. And that maybe Lucas is pretending to be Gabe, but now I'm starting to think that might 
be right or something along those lines, but I'm going to save why until we get to the comic talk section. Okay. So maybe I get to be right next week because I've had (laughs) this feeling something is not right Right. about him from the start. And we've been talking about this identity key and just something has been off. So maybe Mm -hmm. I'll be right. Um, Thanks, Maria. That was great. Hold on. I'm making a note here. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Lindsay Schlick said, so this is so short. The apocalypse has me all messed up. I love this episode. I'm so relieved to finally have so many answers. I really liked how they showed us so many different situations from the other perspective in order to explain things. I'm also glad more people are in on things now. Rufus, Kinsey's friend, and Ellie feels like everyone's gathering for the final battle at Hogwarts, especially considering the musical choices. (laughs) I can't wait to see where this shadow thing leads. P.S. I feel like a dirty old lady saying this, but anyone else think Lucas is gorgeous? I might have let him out of the well, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really funny, Lindsay. Don't call call yourself an old lady, but no. Um, Cougar. Let's go with Cougar. I don't know how old you are, but um, yeah, I guess I have to say that if he's 17. Yeah, I don't think it was. I see it a little bit, but quite a risk, though, at the same time. <laughs> he reminds me of Antonio Sabato Jr. back when he was first starting out and he oh, did all the, his underwear. In the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Did the Calvin Klein. I think it was a Calvin Klein, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They, were, they were all can, Calvin Klein, him and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, your voice changed there, <laughs> talking about those guys. Did it really? <laughs> you okay? <I> this. <laughs> you forgot what you were doing? <laughs> those pictures stand out very vividly in my memory. <laughs> it's around high school, and I remember that very vividly. Those, It's the abs. Goodness. Right. <clears throat> Anyway, thanks, guys. Great feedback. Um, Let's move on (laughs) before I get into trouble. Um, We had a couple of voice messages. I totally, we've gotten two of them. The first one we have is from Greg, and then we had one from Steve. So I totally left Greg's name off the list, but we have his voicemail. So if you have that one um, queued up and ready to go. Hey, Jason. Hey, Rima. Uh, Calling about Crown of Shadows, episode nine, Lock and Key. So I'm really, really glad that we got the background on Ellie and how Lucas came back into her life and then the memory of you know what they saw and why they saw it and so on and so forth. Um, interested about the black door, uh, if there are little glowing bullets that come out. I'm not sure how that's gonna, like what that's gonna do if they get it open this season. Um, I was really disappointed in the very end. Like, nobody was like, oh, you're going to go get the crown, Ellie? Uh, Okay, just I'll hold on to the key because, you know, there's this Echo who's, like, super powerful all around and you can't kill and all he wants is the crown with the key. Uh, We'll hold on to that because we don't want to risk it. No one thinks about that at all. Come on. Um, (laughs) That was just super disappointing because it's an obvious thing that, you know, oh, hey, I get it. You have to have drama, but come the fuck on. Um, I really liked Rufus, uh, even though he didn't have a huge part, didn't have a whole hell of a lot of lines. I, mean, I guess he had more than other times. But anyway, I, I, I enjoyed watching him and Bodhi uh, 
go have their little back and forth. And the guy who plays Lucas, he is, he can be menacing. Um, although, uh, just using threats for things, I don't really understand. Like, you can connive, you can uh, trick, you can do whatever. Like, using threats seems like it's, I don't know, it's a little over the top. But anyway, all right, look forward to the podcast. Later. Well, he's a demon. Maybe he's just a simple kind of demon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's probably a lot of arrogance that comes into that as well, thinking that, um, you know, he's, you know, been threatening enough that no one's going to thwart his plans or something. And it's like when Rufus is like, you know, he thinks I'm dumb. You know, and it just mm-hmm. doesn't think that mm-hmm. he pays attention. Like when he hides the keys, pretty much in plain sight. Probably just a lot of arrogance. He does, yeah, have an arrogant vibe. Yeah, most cute boys do. <laughs> 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 Sorry, cute boys. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> my experience, my li- very limited experience. Um, thanks, Greg. That was awesome. Um, next voice message we have is from our good friend Steve Brown. Dad said I was very discerning for my age. Discerning. Discerning. (laughs) Jason and Rima, it's Steve. And this is for Echoes, the pen, what do they call it? The penultimate? Why why is, anyway, episode nine, lock and key. (laughs) And uh, whoa, that ending. Wow. I I don't want to just jump to it, but wow. Um, So I guess it was three months ago when Dodge got the Anywhere key from Bodie and was able to get out of the well house. And then, why was it that after that, I don't, yeah, I don't, the, the, that, the whole timeline there kind of confuses me a little bit with when Ellie went in, you know, uh, and, you know, I, I, I guess I got to suspend my disbelief. Six gunshots in, in a small town and nobody calls the police? Mm, come on. Uh, I did jump when Eden opened the curtains and, uh, Kinsey's fear jumped up at her. I, I, I jumped. I can't, it took me a second. So, um, we got a lot of answers in this, in this episode, a lot of answers to the questions we've been, we've been asking. And, uh, so I really appreciate that. And I'm, I'm sure you guys have probably already talked about most of those, those answers and what we got from what we learned. Um, a little bit of holes again, guys. You got to spend your disbelief a little bit, a little bit of holes in the, the death of the friends because, you know, those throwing them off the, the cliff like that wouldn't have necessarily created the same kind of injuries that they would have gotten. Plus, when the police did autopsy, which I'm sure they would have done, there would have not been water in their lungs because they didn't. They died before they went into the water, so they wouldn't have aspirated any water. Thank that you. was so. That's a little bit okay. I guess we can let that go. But still, it just uh, that was a, a little troublesome. And why why did they take out a lot of Duncan's memories? Like, why did they take all his memories <laughs> of the keys out? Is that just because they didn't want him to possibly? Sh- I don't know. They, there's a few holes in this in this episode, but I liked it overall. Okay, talk to you later. Yep, awesome. people are coming up with the same kind of things we came up with. It's good to have that affirmation. <laughs> 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 <A little bit. laughs> 
that was great. We get we have gotten um, so much great feedback throughout um, very consistently. So many folks tend to kind of drop off a little bit when we do these Netflix shows when when you can binge it. And we get really strong feedback for like the first half and then people kind of drop off and have kind of already moved on. So this is really exciting that people have, have stuck with us. And I everyone's had really great thoughts. Um, so one more episode, guys, I'm going to ask one more time um, to bring it one more time to bring in bring us up in the end so thank you I bet everyone. We'll get a lot yeah i hope so i hope so um i'm because i'm excited i'm excited to watch it i'm excited to talk about it um and excited to hear what our listeners um think about it so thanks guys i really appreciate it mm-hmm. okay so now let's talk a little bit about the comics so if you guys listening don't want to hear anything about the comics maybe don't want to be spoiled on the comics then you might want to skip ahead um just a little bit because we're going to talk about it just a little bit. So you were writing something down. I heard your pen, your fancy clicky pen, <laughs> furiously writing some notes. What did you want to discuss? In I this was portion? just thinking, you know, we've talked about how in the comic, this is going to be speculative about something that if my track record holds up, might happen next episode. You don't know. You never know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, you know, why is it the gender key in the comics but the identity key in the show and when so far we've only been we've only seen it used like the gender key it's been dodge as a woman and then lucas as a man and they kind of look similar i Mm -hmm. think it'd be brother and sister so to me that says they made it the identity key where you can change your visage to anything you want because they're going to use it like that and we haven't seen them use it like that so that does make me suspect gabe especially since he's new in town that's basically it so i i wouldn't be surprised if there's a if there's a twist and gabe ends up being lucas too or maybe somebody else right yeah and gabe is not in the comics so there you go that's another yeah red flag yeah, so um, interesting to see, you know, if, if all that will tie in. Like I said, I uh, I wasn't sure where to, you know, because I, I know I have some very far out theories and things I come up with just kind of make no sense or come out of left field because I'm kind of just spitballing a lot of times. But um, I still just didn't have great feelings about that kid. And, right. you know, there's that too. So, yeah. you know, and I don't the, know. The synopsis for next week says, Gabe reveals himself to be Dodge, so there's that. Ah, well, see, there you go. <laughs> uh, we IMDb. don't even have to. We don't have to watch. <laughs> I've had to stay off that site. I, I've no longer <laughs> been looking up. I'm like, I'll just make sure I have the title right and spelled right, and that's all I'm looking for because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be spoiled um, at all. And it's it's fun to kind of see what might happen without having finished the comics now because. Um, you know that they're i know that they're doing some of the same things doing some of the you know different things and going um in different directions so it's kind of fun to see how they do that and then read the comic and kind of see so um that's interesting i guess we will find out because yeah we haven't seen him actually change into anyone else we've only kind of seen the identity key used to change gender and and you can tell they they you know it makes you wonder who they cast first did they cast lucas first or did they cast um dodge well lady first because i feel like they had to be very careful in the person that they picked um 
to play the opposite sex version of that character um, because you can when when they had when they were focusing in on echo, i know we called her echo echo well lady dodge whatever you want to call her they focused in on her face very close and when she you know flipped the, the identity key under her chin and she started to turn into lucas i mean it was a, a pretty good one-to-one match pretty much mm-hmm. you know in into their look so it's i like how they um because it's kind of like what the comics did when she changed their features were like exactly the same but like the hair was different was all from like um long hair for female and then when she's the the key um to turn to male her hair was short and her identity obviously was different but like the facial features and everything was like spot on um so I feel like that was kind of pulled from the same. Um, trying to think, I I didn't have a whole lot of anything for comic talk because I haven't finished and haven't read beyond the third. Um, I was in the middle of the fourth book whenever I um, stopped. So I don't remember a whole lot at this point or anything from this episode specifically that would have um, been called from the comic. Was there anything else? That you no, I yeah, about. it's all kind of a blank for me at this point. I don't really, I remember some stuff that happens at the very end, but we're not there yet, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of what's happening now is probably I think they kind of plucked from some of the later um, books that I'm not in yet, so I'm not able to talk about them. But if you don't have anything else, and I know I don't have anything else, we did um, get a voice message from Steve um, that had to do with the comic. Hey, Rima and Jason, this is Steve. I'm watching my second watch of Echoes now, but this is for actually for Comic Talk. I had a quick thought because the scene with Lindsay's fear just came out. And I remember that in the comic, I'm really glad they did this differently because in the comic, you know, she took out her fear and her sadness, put them in a bottle together, and then her sadness cried so many tears, it drowned both of them in the bottle. So hers were dead, and I haven't finished the comic yet either. I'm waiting and uh, they haven't really referenced those that they haven't showed us or they showed us the dead bottle, the dead feelings in the bottle once. And I don't know what's ha- what to, uh, after that. So I just find it interesting that we have this difference. This, this is a pretty big difference between the comic and and the show. But I, I really, really like it. So, all right, I'm going to finish Echoes and then send you my thought on it. Talk to you later. Yeah, I forgot Great. about that. The sadness. That's so cute. Yeah, I do remember something that happened with fear but it's it's in the future so i don't want to spoil it okay (laughs) cool well if that's all for comic talk then how about next week next week we'll be covering the season finale episode 10 of lock and key called gabe is dodge (laughs) 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 called crown of shadows We're going to have egg on our face if we're totally wrong. I know. It could be totally wrong. Putting that out there. (laughs) That's funny. Well, we are really excited for you to follow us into Key House. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange TeaCast. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash stranger cast, or you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com and you can also find us on the TV Time app. 
And you can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Please go out and leave reviews for every podcast on there. All the podcasts. Just go <laughs> look up all the Podcastica podcasts and leave great reviews. Tell us what you love about the podcasts. We we like we like hearing it. It gives us um, the affirmation that we that we so love. Yeah. <laughs> you hear how much we love to be. Yes, you know how much we love to be right. So go tell us how right we are. <laughs> yeah. So um, you've at least temporarily because Walking Dead was interrupted by they were not able to air their season finale next week as expected. So th- this episode 15 is kind of it for an indetermined amount of time. So yeah, they yeah they had to push off the finale. So we're bi-weekly now and um, you get a break. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, I still want to keep putting them mm-hmm. out there because I don't know. I just think it's like stay relevant. good right now. Well, not just that, but because it's yeah. coronavirus, I won't. I think it's good to have stuff out there to keep people's mind off of it. And uh, we're going to do at some point our wrap up crossover that we do every year with Chris and Jason on the Talking Dead podcast. But I think we're going to wait until after that finale comes out. But we'll have stuff. We might watch some Kingdom on Netflix, this Korean zombie show, which I've seen one episode and thought it was pretty fantastic so we might watch that and do an episode about it cool yeah i think i've heard good feedback from listeners here on our show that um, have thanked us for continuing and you know it's giving people something else to focus on besides some of you know what's going on in the world and it's a happy distraction i've read some of the feedback on um yours as well that people are thanking you for continuing on and you know kind of giving because it's like a continuation of, you know, normalcy yeah. <laughs> and also just a happy distraction. So, you know, I yeah, was thinking absolutely. what's going to be a great distraction. And I know you, you've you uh, you said you watched Julie, your daughter, play this, too. But Resident Evil 3 came out yes. and uh, I've been playing it and it's really fun and awesome. But the very first scenes are like pandemic people rioting in the streets there aren't even any zombies i'm like dude <laughs> oh my gosh the ex- i had the exact same thought i almost took a video snapshot of it and posted it and said oh my god guys this video game is like living out real life right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> because, like, yeah. yeah we already beat it but by it's the an way. awesome game i love it yeah yeah we we bought it thursday pre-order downloaded it Played it on Friday, beat it on Sunday. Mm, <laughs> so I haven't beat it yet. We've already mm. finished it. Well, we had the weekend, <laughs> and um, I didn't play as much this time. Like I played a lot of Resident Evil 2 when it came out um, several months ago. But for some reason, I wasn't that much in the mood to play video games this weekend, so I didn't play as much. Um, and my daughter played the majority of it, and she's just really good because um, she plays a lot of Call of Duty. <laughs> but so she so yeah we wrapped it up on sunday and we didn't have a whole lot of anything to do because we're all stuck in the house but um so yeah so you'll get a little bit of a break anyway a little bit of a reprieve which is nice but also good that you're continuing on and of course you still have westworld that we get Mm -hmm. to focus on so check those out on podcastica yep all right that's our show thanks for listening everybody until next time i'm rima and i'm jason and Derek O'Neill is strange indeed. He is. He's weird. <laughs> <laughs>